seen anything like that. I'm a very confident front runner. I've had caddy for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. Um, how are we going to count all the shots? I, I, I can't keep track. Of course you would. That's a, that's a particularly stupid question. It's the Irish Open. Of course you want to play at the weekend. Okay, folks. Welcome along to Golf Weekly. The Ryder Cup is here. We are pumped. We are feeling European. Peter Laurie, hello to you. Hello, Joe. Fionn Davenport, hello to you. Hey, Joe. And Mr. Europe himself, Nathan Murphy, will be along presently. He's uh, stuck in traffic, jetting into the office as we speak, but he's going to be along in the next few minutes. So... Exciting times. Ryder Cup is here. I am noticing, Peter Laurie, a lot of people are saying, I'm pumped for this Ryder Cup. And I have to say, I'm one of them. I think it's, I think Europe are being pushed into that major underdog situation, uh, like they always are. But this year, it seems to be even more. Everybody is quoting where America have the best players, their their world ranking is better. They hit it further. Uh, the golf course is going to suit them. They're on home soil, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I just think, you know, we, we when they set themselves up like that and when the commentators and, and other people set America up like that, uh, it's always um, worth a watch. Yeah. A lot of things brewing as well, which we'll get into. So a few bits of housekeeping. I've been away, actually. It's nice to be back in the bosom of Golf Weekly, I have to say. So uh, Dermot Elise was an off the ball last night. One of the Golf Weekly deals is we only podcast our OTB golf content here. So Dermot Elise is waiting for all you guys exclusively. Podrick Harrington is going to be released tomorrow. So kind of cool. We're thrilled to have Harrington on like a week out. So it's going to be interesting to pick his brain and see where his thoughts are a week out. So that will be released tomorrow. And of course, the four of us together for the first time uh, in a while today, which is great. So a um, few things to let you know about. Brilliant competition for you. 250 euro McGurk's golf voucher to give away. All you have to do to enter is to tell us at what course this year's Ryder Cup is being played on. And there's going to be a Discord channel set up for the entries. So it's that easy. I mean... It does strike me that if you go onto the Discord channel and don't know the answer, you may see several other answers. But however, we're going with Discord. So really, you should get this one right. So it's a Discord channel. Obviously, you have to be a subscriber to uh, join on Discord. And happy to say as well these days, Golf Weekly, coming to you in association with Sky Sports to join or upgrade today for just 20 euro a month for six months and watch the Ryder Cup exclusively live. You can search Sky Sports Golf. So a lot to get through. I mean, we've got to talk picks on both sides. We had uh, Wentworth on Sunday, Billy Horschel with a 65 to win. Always a very elegant, good-looking man, I think, Billy Horschel. Uh, celebrated uh, by having dinner with Declan Rice, no less, Fionn. Yeah, he's a class act, isn't he? He, uh, he yeah, I agree. Handsome. Yeah, kind of one of those attractive golfers in 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 every sense, you know. Uh, I I liked. I can't remember whether they told the story on the broadcast or I heard it from somebody else. But that when he won the FedEx Cup, whatever number of years ago, is that he would constantly go to check his balance in the ATM with the sheer delight of having earned at the time whatever it was ten million dollars, and just 
you know, Billy Horschel is is certainly wealthier than I'll ever be, but um, but there was something charming about the story that it wasn't that he didn't just take it as like, yeah, whatever, million here, million there, that he was so thrilled <laughs> with winning that he would look at his ATM balance, uh, which is something I've often dreamt of doing myself. And not be blasé about it. Yeah, no, it's nice. Very stylish golfer, good golfer. Bit mm. unlucky, Peter, not to have made a Ryder Cup here or there. Yes, um, and, you know, as you say, he, he does everything pretty decent. You know, good ball striker, good pitcher, good putter. Um, change caddy this year, um, if you've noticed. Um, Justin Rose's old caddy. Um, um, and they seem to have gelled very well together. Um, so surprising that he didn't get a look in at the Ryder Cup at all. You know, he spoke about not even getting a phone call from Steve Stricker. Mm. Uh, which was very surprising because I thought he would have had a chance. Given mm. that Steve Stricker's talked about having so many phone calls with so many players, yeah. So mm. Billy Orschel wins, he goes off, he has a dinner with Declan Rice to celebrate, big West Ham fan. And then uh, Padraig Carrington makes his picks. And so at this stage, uh, Bernd Wiesberger and Matthew Patrick have secured automatic spots. So he goes for never in doubt Shane Larry. Never in doubt Shane Larry. Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia. Justin Rose makes a late run with the 65, and so he's overlooked. Thoughts on the picks, fellas? I think Poulter and Garcia were in for a long way out, I would suspect. And then Harrington obviously had to wait and see who was going to make it automatically, and so he goes for Larry. He seemed to say that he was very uh, worried, Peter, that he was being biased and was constantly checking with his vice captains to say, I am doing the right thing here with Larry. This isn't my friendship taking over and tell me if it is type thing. I, I think we all know what Boric, um, uh, and I certainly do. Um, he, I, I want to say you don't get that close to Porik. I don't think anybody does that. He, you know, he wouldn't be ruthless enough to not pick you um, because when he makes up his mind, he, he, he certainly thought about it many, many times. Um, and Shane has made uh, huge improvements this year, you know, or over the last couple of years. Um, and he was worth a pick. Um, my, my questioning on Boric was maybe I would have went with Rose rather than Poulter. Um, but that's just me. But he, I, I, as they said in the papers quite a few times, he kind of nailed himself to the cross with, with um, Garcia and Poulter a long time ago um, because he said, you know, they'd have to have something wrong with them for them not to get picked. Yeah. So. Um, I had an interesting exchange on Twitter with uh, a guy called Nick Bonfield, who's a content editor for Golf Monthly. And he had tweeted earlier in the week something that the more he thinks about it, he finds the pick of Poulter over Rose shocking which I thought was an interesting. And so he and I kind of got back and forth about it. And and uh, like he, had, he, had, he didn't really have any questions about Shane Lowry. He felt that of the three, Shane Lowry was the most deserving in terms yeah. of like most solid amount to play. But what was interesting was he made a point about Poulter and it kind of echoes what Peter just said. He goes, um, I'm, you know, I mentioned that in the FedEx Cup that Poulter is third in strokes gain putting on the PGA Tour this year. He's ranked much, much higher in the in the FedEx Cup position. And uh, but he makes the point that for all of Poulter's 
Ryder Cup persona and the postman and all the rest is that he hasn't had an above average Ryder Cup for nine years, you know, and that in the last two Ryder Cups, his record is, you know, it's fine. It's two, two wins, three losses, two halves. Um, having said that, he is unbeaten in singles, you know, with five wins and one half. So he, he yeah. felt that Rose was the one will be he, every right to feel maligned. I was just checking uh, Poulter's recent form in so much as it is relevant to Poulter at the Ryder Cup, but I was checking it nonetheless. And I've looked, by the way, at a good few of the players and a lot of Europeans are not in form, which we'll get to later on. But Poulter, seeing as he's come up, missed the cut at Wentworth. So, I mean, that doesn't inspire confidence. You'd prefer if you're Harrington picking him today. Could you do me a favor and make the cut? Poulter mm. misses the cut at Wentworth. Before that, then uh, the USPGA, he was 31st. In fairness to him, unlike a lot of guys, actually, who were on the team, 10th at the uh, FedEx WGC. So a 10th place finish there showed some signs of life. He was 26th at the British Open. He was 40th at the US Open. In May, he had a third place at the Charles Schwab. So it's not disastrous, Peter. It's not like Poulter's form is totally on the floor. You can see the logic there. There's enough form, maybe, in what I've read out there with that 10th at the uh, WGC and the third at the Charles Schwab. There's enough form there to take a chance on Poulter's Ryder Cup magic, I think. There, there, there definitely is. Look, he has the experience, um, and, and that was the biggest key of all. But it, this is his third time to be picked um, as a wild card. It's also we have to look back at Justin Rose. It, Justin Rose was number one in twenty nineteen. Mm. He was world number one, um, and like we say, Shane, you know, won the Open in twenty nineteen, and that's why pretty much he's on the team. Um, uh, Justin Rose was also injured for most of the end of twenty to twenty in, into twenty one. Um, so I, I, I was just like I, I texted our group thinking um, that there would be some tough love sent out here, and and a um, Poulter would be the person that was the man that was going to be dropped. But um, I was wrong, and and look, you know, no doubt Porik has and 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 his a. Um, Ryder Cup um, colleagues um, ha- have certainly looked at it and um, said, look, who do we want in the room? You know, do we want a guy who's fully behind the team, who's going to, go to, who's going to get the team pumped? Or do we want a guy who's, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say the quiet assassin, but he certainly, um, he produced the goods when he has to in the past in Ryder Cups, mm-hmm. his famous win against Mickelson. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, you know, I- I- in my opinion, I-, I I would have I would have definitely, if it was me picking, I would have picked Rose rather than Poulter. Is Peter like uh, you kind of touched on it? The, the X factor of I mean, we don't know what it's like inside in the team room. Is Poulter the guy you want who's going to g up Wiesberger or be able to kind of make Hovland relax or you know get a gel well with Garcia? Whereas maybe Rose is, I don't know, is he quieter? Is he more focused on his own game? Is he the kind of guy that doesn't perhaps, you know, give of himself to, you know, for the benefit of the team? He's got a lot of brands to look after. There's a lot of activations, well, a lot of tweets. Uh, he'd know fair, the like, time. Rose's He'd tell record, you the time. Rose's record with Stenson, like, was off the charts. I mean, yeah. Molly would have kind of stolen the headlights a little bit of late, but I mean, the Stenson-Rose combination for how many Ryder Cubs was kind of off the charts. So I'd say he does feel hard done by. I, he strikes me as a bit of a team player, I'd have to say. 
Peter? Yeah, he look, Justin Rose off the golf course is one of the nicest guys you'll meet. Um, very, very mannerly um, and very respectful. Um, so I can't, not knowing what the team room is, is like, so I can't give you an answer there. Mm. Um, but knowing the players that I do know um, and have sat down and lunch with them, played golf with them, you know, chatted to him on the range. Um, I would have said Justin Rose was probably as good as anybody else to be in a team room. We'll talk a bit more about Europe in a second. So that's how Anthony makes his announcements. And then Stricker has six picks. I mean, you forget Stricker had so many picks. The screwing of Patrick Reed is the story here. And it tells us so much about the American team. So uh, Patrick Reed, 28 years of age, this stage uh, has won all his singles matches in Ryder Cup history, won all his three singles matches, not least against Roy McIlroy in that epic double pneumonia strikes him. He recovers. Patrick Reed drives to Atlanta, plays the tour championship. He plays 72 holes. He finishes in the top 20. His two under par score is bettered by only two of the six that Stricker picked, by the way. And Patrick Reed finished 11th on the qualifying list. This guy wasn't like 13th, 14th looking for a pick. He finished 11th and he missed three big events when he was in hospital. So Stricker is saying, I lost sleep, you know, the uncertainty over his health. I apologize many times to him. I don't buy any of this for a second. I think Stricker saw the opportunity and I think he may have done the right thing. And, here, you know, that's the kind of question to debate. He saw the opportunity to leave a problem at home. And Patrick Reed mm -hmm. is a problem at the Ryder Cup and he took it. So, like, straight away, you can see why he did it. Because uh, Reed takes to Twitter and starts liking all these tweets bemoaning his absence. You know, and this is like, mm. this is classic Patrick Reed and Justine when the Ryder Cup is on. She was doing the same thing at uh, Le Golf National. So he's liking tweets on Twitter that say, the team is not complete without Patrick Reed. Le leaving <laughs> Reed off the roster, best American Ryder Cup record, only player with perfect singles record, etc., they couldn't even try to explain why at the news conference. So Patrick is at home. He's liking that. He likes a bunch of others, and then he unlikes them afterwards. By the way, how dumb to be liking this stuff on Twitter. I'm even careful about what I like on Twitter, and no one's putting that in the newspapers. Uh, Reed liked a tweet calling Stricker a coward, and I thought that was very instructive. I think he mm. thinks Stricker is a coward because Stricker has said that he solicited opinion from everyone, from the six automatic picks, from a couple of those outside. 100%, the vast majority of those US players said to Stricker, don't pick him. He is just trouble. I heard Hank Haney say that uh, Reed's nickname is Dinner for One on tour. <laughs> I heard that as well. Yeah. They just do not like him. And go back to 2018, Le Golf National. So Reed and Speeth have been a good combination. Speeth wants to play with Justin Thomas. Reed brings this up like Phil Mickelson style in the press conference, yeah. like leans down and you know, looks at Spieth and Spieth kind of can't even make eye contact. He's so embarrassed that he, he almost can't believe like Glenn Eagle's press conference is happening all over again. And then a month afterwards, uh, Reed is still talking in the press about this and talking to various publications. And he's uh, saying about the Ryder Cup, uh, you had to look at the breakdown of all the guys on the team and what was best for the entire team, not just one or two individuals. So you split up Jordan and me, right? And then you split up Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, who had played great golf together. Groupings that had been proven to be successful in that format. So was it about the team or about one or two individuals? And this is like a month after, so he's still going on about it. He was asked that he's spoken to Speed since he said, he has my number. So like, 
I'm putting it to you this way. Stricker has enough on his plate with DeChambeau and Kepka, and we'll get on to Kepka's interview later on, which is fascinating. There is no way, there is no way you do not want Patrick Reed, the player, on this team. So Scotty Scheffler gets this pick. Scotty Scheffler is a good player, 14th on the uh, qualifying list. He's had a couple of top 10s and majors. But, like, Scotty Scheffler's never won a tournament. If you're John Ram on Sunday going out in front of a partisan crowd, leading the team out, do you want to see across from you Patrick Reed, major winner, or do you want to see Scotty Scheffler? Now, that's a rhetorical question, folks. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Stricker, I don't know if it's a good decision or not, but it's absolutely not based on Reed's health. Reed played no. 72 holes. He's another couple of weeks to practice. I mean, if this was you name any others who are in, you know, any of that, any of the, the core group, they're in. They're in. So I think it's so instructive as to like how disruptive Stricker must think Patrick Reed is. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, from a, just a purely golf playing perspective, there is no there's no rationale for not picking him. You 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 highlighted exactly what strengths he has. His Ryder Cup record is is very, very good. Um I was doing a little I was, I was writing an article about the Ryder Cup um for a publication just the last few days. And as far as I can tell, before the press conference at Le Golf National, he'd already given an interview to the New York Times in which he bemoaned said Jordan Jordan doesn't like me, so he doesn't want to play with me. Yeah. And then had a pop at Jim Furick for listening. <laughs> to Jordan and not sticking with the pairing that had done well in previous Ryder Cups and also the President's Cup. And like, then you call Steve Stricker a coward. It's like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Brooks interview and, 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 and the kind of fundamental cultural issues that the Americans have in terms of sacrificing individual for the sake of the team. But um, yeah, but like everything you're right. Because, if I'm, he's just a toxic presence. He's presence. And if I'm Stricker as well, and so say I'm saying to myself, well, maybe the concerns about his health are legitimate, but like Patrick Reed pretty much always delivers when he's playing. I don't mm. have to play him all five matches. I can play him once Thursday morning, once Friday afternoon, and sometime on or, or Saturday afternoon, rather, Friday and Saturday afternoon, and then Sunday as well. He can play three matches. But like, if I'm Stricker, I'm thinking, oh, man, like if he's not happy with that, I'll have Justine, social media warrior, like waging war on me. There'll be headlines. So and I always remember at Le Golf National when they were going to the press conference, they were either leaving the press conference or going to it. I think it was going to it. And they're all getting boogies because, you know, big place. And the boogies are like seating two. And then a couple of players are like, you know, the way you can sit on the back of them as well mm. or stand on the back of them. And so there's like bunches going of the U.S. team. And I just always remember it's Patrick Reed being driven on his own. Like they just did not want to be <laughs> around him. They did not want him on the team. And so the reason Reed has liked the comment saying Stricker's a coward is because he's, he's figuring that Stricker has talked to the rest of them and they've all said, no, no chance. If we can leave him off, dump him off. That's my reading of Peter. It's hard to know if it's the right decision or not because there's Reed's contribution, which you would think would be pretty good in terms of points haul versus the team morale and Stricker's uh, got morale. I, I think, yeah, I think as, as a captain, I think he's made a, a tremendous choice here. Um, and 
if, if we just look at it, why do why does America lose most Ryder Cups? Um, it's not that they can't play golf. It's they don't seem to be able to gel together in any shape or form. They all seem to be far too many individuals trying to, you know, pop their head out of the bag and, you know, be the alpha male. Um, and and I think America have learned over the last couple of years and, and Stricker got this golden opportunity to leave, as you said, one of his problems by the wayside. Um, he still has other problems in the team with Bryson and Brooks. Mm. But that might settle itself out. Who knows? One of them might not play. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he's made a tremendous decision. And it, it reminds me of Savvy's decision in Valderrama uh, when Miguel Angel Martin was supposedly injured. Um, mm. He wasn't playing his best golf um, oh, right up to he had qualified very early for the Ryder Cup. And all of a sudden, he wasn't on the team. He was injured. Mm. Um, and somebody else who was playing better was brought in. Mm. So uh, as a as a master stroke of a captain, I think a, um, I, I, I think Steve Tricker has done a wonderful job here um, and left Patrick Reed where he, where he belongs, um, playing golf by himself. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, tweets which caught my eye, I mean, this just captures the perspective in the world at the moment. So on Patrick Reed being left out, somebody tweeted, this is Captain America you just took away from us. I'm boycotting this event, and it breaks my heart at Steve Stricker that you did this to our country. <laughs> did you see uh, Hogan's uh, speech when he when he did the Ryder Cup, uh, when he managed the Ryder Cup? Um, he said, I'm going to put all the wayward drivers together and the guys who hit it straight together, and you know how to win. And if you don't win... You have to report. You're going to be. You're going to see how unhappy I am. Okay. And that was it. You just let them this at is, it. This is Hogan. This was Hogan. Yeah. Uh, there was a logic I, to it before stats. Um, subscribers right. to, uh, or sorry, non-subscribers to Golf Weekly. This is where we will uh, say goodbye. If you want to get the full podcast, go to Patreon.com. Search for Golf Weekly. That is where you'll get us for three ninety nine uh, plus VAT per month. I'd ride